So it's been kind of a, a, a heated couple of days here, hasn't it? It's been uh, it's been a week at work, anyways. But then the great I like to call him the governor, even though the governor is really from California. But they all seem to think that they're the governor. So our governor of our great state, yeah, he got my panties in a wad. Yeah, bad. bad. Yeah, I, I think hot. I got probably thirty texts from you in the span of like a minute and a half. So this all started because I was on Facebook. Okay. So here it's always starts off great with a good story about Facebook. And I see this guy goes, Hey, they closed down the bear season up here. I'm like, it's, it's the first of April when this is occurring. So I, I said to him, dude, April fools. And he kind of comes back. He goes, man, I wish, or, or man, I hope so. I'm like, See, like Steve, what are you? Something. Then I checked the state's website. It's no joke. They closed the bear season down. I was a little hot under the collar. To put it politely, yeah, yeah, it was not a good moment. No, it was not very. It was not very. I was not a very good Christian man with my language choice (laughs) at that moment in time for about five minutes. I will be perfectly honest. I, uh, I need more Jesus. I don't know. I think I was probably the like, oh, okay, whatever. Out of all of us, like <laughs> it was just like, I mean, so it's. I guess I look at it like, okay, yeah, you're you're closing down this, but if if you're gonna if 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 it's purely a you're taking away my rights, then everything else they've closed down doesn't get under your skin. So yep. it, for it, me, I went into instant fear about what are they going to shut down next. Because bear baiting is not a social activity. And there's a lot of hunting and fishing activities that we do that are social. Well, so here's the the thing that I look at when they say you talk about shutting down and trying to take take away rights and things like that. When you say you're trying to stop a pandemic, you do the things they're doing. So that all made sense to me um, as far as like, you Mm -hmm. know, no theaters, don't gather in crowds. And, you know, there is things I think they could have done differently course hindsight is 2020 and these are all people that are knee-jerk reactioning these kinds of things however in the state of washington they have closed the spring bear spring turkey and i know this sends absolute chills up dan's spine when i say this so if he has a momentary lapse in judgment i will forgive him i'm forgiving you in advance <laughs> it's they coming. Sh- yeah they not only they shut down the fishing which takes some stones they also shut down all the small harbors so you're not – so if you, any state run, unless it's a private dock, you can't get on the water at all. And if you are on the water, you're not allowed to fish. And that's in, in Washington? Washington, right? Yes. My buddy my, – so I was driving home the other day, and my, this was before the, uh, the governor did his thing. And uh, I was talking to him, and he's like, I am livid. And I go, what's John? I'm like, come on, dude. We don't go to the movies. We're not those kinds of guys. Like, what's got you fired up? And he goes – yeah, the halibut opener. And I went, yeah, it should be great. You know, usual seas should be great packed. And he goes, yeah, we're not having one this year. And then he went on to explain it all. He was, I mean, 30 minutes of him ranting and raving until I got home. So I, my first question comes down to like, who, who's making the decision, right? Obviously it's a government agency, right? right. Um, what is it they're seeing that we're not? So I, I understand, I think, where the heart of it comes from, and that is they don't want to spread the virus, okay? I really think that's that's what's really driving it. The problem is is that they aren't thinking the whole process through. Rather than saying, we understand you have to recreate, we understand that you have to get out, stay six feet apart, do your thing, Mm -hmm. but also be smart about it. Uh, for example, the problem, there's your problem right there. What you just said is now you're implying and assuming that everyone is going to be smart about it. Joe Schmo public out here, you're implying is it the same mental capacity as the three people we're sitting here talking to? Well, are going to do the exact same thing that the three of us are going to do. Okay. I, I, I grant you, but I have a, I have a bigger fear in this and I'm a healthcare professional. So I work in the hospitals all the time. That's what I do for a living. Mm-hmm. So you've got us quarantined locked down, right? Mm-hmm. I'll just say you lock the whole joking state down, like where we can hardly, sure. like you got to have a pass like you do in China to go to work. The problem you run into is as you open this up, if there's even one person that has the virus, it starts mm-hmm. over again. So 
with this whole thing, what I see is uh, a tiered release. If they're going to do this right, they're going to go, okay, now you can, you know, groups of 10, you can gather together and kind of do stuff. And all right, let's see how that works. And we don't see an issue. Let's go to 50, you know, no more than 50 and we can gather together in those. Okay. We're not seeing this. Nothing really comes up with this. So let's just kind of, let's, let's, you know, open this back up to normal. Like it's got to come back to something like that. Otherwise really, I mean, you're assuming, you you're assuming that they have a brain amongst them. Well, you're you assuming the same they argument. don't. <laughs> well, yeah. So my point is like, what is it that they're seeing that we're not? I've always gone to the thought of like, what is it that they had the conversation in that room to make this decision that we're not seeing? I really think what it is, uh, particularly up here in Alaska, I don't know about a, a Washington. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't see them as having the same problem set that we do up here in Alaska. Here in Alaska, we have very remote communities. We have communities that don't have a lot of infrastructure. So for example, if you go to Talkeetna, Glen Allen, Delta Jonestown, choosing places all on the road system for a reason. And they have a clinic at best. Yep. And you can't really overwhelm that clinic. And then you have a lot of folks that are, if they get sick, there are a lot of folks that will be traveling to the major cities for care. So just more yeah, everyone. That, right. It's just, just straight up. Um, <clears throat> and so there, I think what they're really worried about is they're worried about the virus spreading to some of those areas. And a lot of those folks may not realize what they have. And then now they're having to be air, air, air medevaced out because they're, yeah. You know, I mean, that's so that's let's, concern, let's but, take about let's let's look at okay. But, but for us, us, for, uh, you know, we're we're gonna do bear hunting, right now. You know, and we're everyone in their brother is going bear hunting. You know, well, not everyone. You know, the, there's quite a few guys that are gonna go do it. Just look at sure. Zero Lake Road. There's a lot of guys up there this year. Right. All of those guys stop in at three bears, or ninety percent of them stop in at three bears there, and mm -hmm. grab something to eat, fill up with gas, fill the quads up, and off they go. Sure. The transmission level there has gone up because now these guys who have been sitting in their house doing, you know, doing the self-quarantining, now it's bear season. Let's go. I got to get out. So, so we all jump out and we go. Yeah, we are going out in the woods away from everybody. But to get there, we go. How many people do you contact along the way? So with that, so there's a couple of things that go into this. So the, there's some mandates from the governor. Part of it is, is that if we do travel, we travel smart. In the mm -hmm. sense that he asks us to self-quarantine and things like this. The yeah. other problem that I have with this is that they specifically said that fishing and that four-wheeling were okay. So, it's a, so, so here's the problem. I'm allowed mm -hmm. to go four-wheeling anywhere in Alaska or snow machining, right? Because there's guys that are going up there right now. Like we're talking about bear baiting, and it's still snow on the ground, and we're really not – we're not geared up. We're not – I mean, does this sure. – even if it would have gone through the mandate, wouldn't have really affected us per sure. se? Yep. But there's guys that are going out snow machining. Well, if I go down on um, out, not, not by Whittier, but by the Whittier cutoff, how, do I go through Girdwood? You know, mm -hmm. South Anchorage, all the guys from the valley. I drive through the valley to go out to the Petersville area. So it's like one no, thing's I, okay, I, one thing's I not. I agree with that. And so, if, and here's the, it's, it's the same problem that I run into. Um, I'm probably going to fire, fire Dan up on this one. Did you guys hear about what happened today with, just check out that Facebook post I sent you guys with, uh, Bass Pro, Cabela's, and uh, Sportsman's? Nah, I, I didn't. Okay. It's normally I don't get my news from Facebook, but this uh, verified for by several different folks. So Sportsman's, Bass Pro, and Cabela's all got cease and desist orders to that they are not, um, it's the word that they used, essential businesses, and to shut down okay. their business. Here's okay. the problem. <laughs> Here's the problem I have with it, okay, is right. that if I go down here to Walmart, right here in the Eagle River, right, right, like a couple miles from all of us, right? Mm-hmm. And I go in there and I buy my, my soda and my beer and my bread and my potatoes and my fishing gear. So you essentially, you're saying I could buy clothing, I could buy fishing gear, but only if it's from Walmart. I could buy it if it's from Target because they sell food. So I, I would, I would be, I would wager a guess if, if uh, obviously if they didn't have food items and essential items to survival, they'd be closed. Right. And, right. That's what, right. And, and, I, so, and that's what my argument is, is that, is that if I can't, because hunting and fishing has been determined to be essential. So I need the gear to be able to do it. The reason they, so here's the thing. Not is that I don't have the gear, but we're talking about a state that is huge, right? Mm, you're mm. talking about a state that covers how much of the lower 48. Oh. And there are places in this, in this state that that is the food source correct so you can't just say no hunting because there are people that literally survive on it right so oh, yeah, absolutely 
if you're going to do that, now you have to say, well, okay, for the Anchorage Bowl, there's no hunting, but this area there is hunting. Now this area there's no hunting in this area. So you can't, it's really hard to say, well, hunting is a, you know, it's essential for Kotzebue, but it's not for Anchorage. But my point is, is if it's an essential business that supports as an essential activity. I I understand that. But what I'm saying is, is my point here with this still is, is you can't, just say each individual area is essential because if they could they would probably tell you that right now in the anchorage if you live in anchorage it is not essential for you to go hunting and don't go hunting because we want you to self-quarantine as much as they can but it's really hard to say that over a broad area as big as alaska you can't just shut it down so they did or they they had that they said that in that official release they call it subsistence versus non-subsistence hunting Mm -hmm. and so we live in a non-subsistence zone and they've that's defined by the ADF and G very well. They say, if you live you here, go. you're in a non-subsistence areas. And so, so technically they don't want us to go out and doing those things. They don't want us to go out hunting. They don't want us to go. Cause like you said, like, uh, you know, I think I, one of the texts I threw back and forth at you when we were, when all this came out is like, you know, how many guys are going to go to the start going to the stores they are going to go to Bass Pro. They're going to Cabela's. They're going to be getting all their supplies. They're all going to go to the range and start shooting to get their guns all sighted. in. it's all the stuff that we normally do in the springtime that we <laughs> just because like, we don't like to be around people when we go hunting, we tend to have to be around people to get ready to go hunting. Well, I think I think it needs to be separated a little bit. You know, shutting the stores down, I'm okay with that because that's keeping people away from people. But I don't need to go to the store to go hunting tomorrow. I've got what I need. So if right. I if all yeah. I'm going to do is get in my pickup truck, like I did last night, and went out to a trailhead and hiked by myself, if I want to do that and carry a weapon and chase a bear, I should be able to do it. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and here's the other uh, problem that I have. Here's the problem that I have with it is that if you're telling me that it's not essential to be buying hunting clothing, it's not essential to be buying fishing and hunting equipment. Okay, fine with that. But now, when I walk into Walmart, I should not be allowed to be buying clothing from Walmart. Yeah, and that's I, not if, essential. You see, you see where were, I'm going. I think, I think, yeah, but Dave, you can't just pick nitpick every little thing. Like, here's the thing. You can't tell Walmart, hey, you can close this part of your store, but you can't close this part of your store. They you have, have to done keep it this open. You can't. They've done that in other states. Well, then they'll probably get to that really soon here. Like, that's yeah, kind I'm, of the thing is, like, they're trying to keep it. They're trying to keep us as the people. I see Alaska giving us as the Alaskans a little bit of a, all right, you guys are smart enough to understand that if we're going to say these stores over here or not, don't go over here and do this. And be smart about it. Right? Because yeah, – we have enough. I would hope that most of Alaskans have enough brains in their head that if we're closing down the sporting goods stores, maybe we shouldn't go bum rush Walmart. Maybe we should stick a, a little bit of far away. And the other part of it is like what you know Dan said. He doesn't need to go get gear to mm. go hunting. Oh, agree. Most Alaskans, I. most Alaskans don't. We're squared away, ready to go. So, interestingly enough, Walmart did come out with a position where they're going to have a limited number of folks in their store at any one time they're actually going mm-hmm. to that like that's walmart corporate doing this yeah where apparently it's 20 person per thousand i believe it said so for every yeah. thousand square feet it's like yeah. 20 people can be in there and then what they'll do is they'll monitor the number of folks that come in once you hit that number mm-hmm. it's one out one in kind of an approach so you have to wait in line yep so that yeah. you don't um you know so it's not there's not crowding within the store because i'll tell you man a week ago when i went in there it was packed was it after, after the <laughs> after the you know hunker down order came into effect? It was just like you walked in there. The parking lot was full. There was like three or four people, five people in every aisle. It was like holy crap! Everyone, wow. went, oh my gosh, I need to go get stuff because I can't go out and get stuff. And they went out to the essential stores and got stuff. <laughs> so closing down things like Bass Pro Cabela's, you know, they closed restaurants, closed anything where people will gather without thinking about it. Because that's the problem is people aren't – you don't think about it. Right. So eventually, yeah. yeah, I can see them closing down the sporting goods side and the non-essential side of Walmart. Well, it's interesting how they're doing it at Fred Meyer's with the uh, on the internet. You mm-hmm. know, you place place your order and you go oh. around to the back of the store and pick mm-hmm. it up. No sure. human contact. You know, Rachel doesn't even have to get out of the truck. They load the groceries for her. But yeah. they, will, they will not sell anything but groceries on that yep. service. Yeah, I wanted to try and get some herring oil for making bait, and uh, no can do. Yep, mm. it's just yeah, they're just going to essentials. Yep. So, 
you know, I had a conversation with a friend today about that. She's like, I can't get what I need to get. I'm like, it's okay to go out. Just be smart about it. Right. You know, you know, keep your six foot dif- distance. Go, don't go wandering around the aisles looking for all the little knickknacks and things you'd normally go shopping for. Just go and get what you need and leave. For most guys, I feel like at least I'm going to say just most guys. For most guys, I don't think that's an issue. At least what, most of the guys wandering? I hang out with. Just well, I'm going to go to the store and wander around. In in normal stores, I will agree with that. I've spent some time in Cabela's. Uh, right. <laughs> that's my wander store. Like, yeah, yeah, true, I was going to look true. at the fishing stuff and wander. Oh, that's a really true. cool little this. And I like that, man. So, I, I mean, I understand where they're going with this. Of Okay, let's start limiting some things. Um, the bear the bear thing. Um, so, the big thing that I see that they were shooting to do with that was not necessarily keep us from going out, but was to keep the people going out on charters. So let me ask this question for you, Brandon. Yeah. So we already have a health mandate here in the state of Alaska that the governor has put out. Mm-hmm. So when you sure. fly, you can't drive into Alaska right now because there's one ribbon of asphalt mm-hmm. and the Canadians have shut that down. Yep. One time I like the Canadians. Um, and they're good people overall, but you get my point, the Canadian government. But the... When you fly in on a plane right now to the state of Alaska, you're required to go to a 14-day mandatory quarantine. Mm-hmm. So if I fly into Alaska, they say, where are you going? I'm going to my home of record here in Eagle River. You write out sure. your address, and you're supposed to go there, quarantine yourself for 14 days. If, sure. you are, if you're not a town or if you're not a stater, you fly mm-hmm. in and you quarantine at your hotel for 14 days. Mm-hmm. Now, if I go to a hotel and I quarantine for 14 days, Let's just assume for them. I mean, you can say what you want, but if, but if a bear hunter has enough money and time to fly in for 14 days, quarantine himself, pay for food, all that stuff, uh, it kind of solves your whole whether or not they're bringing in the COVID virus. Because, I mean, in reality, this reality states that, is that if they got infected, yeah, we would take care of them, we'd treat them. But the point is, is most people don't have 14 days to burn on the front side. I don't necessarily see this as that issue as the outsiders coming up because that has already been put into place. People aren't going to do that. I see the guys who are here. Would you tell me if you hadn't saved up enough, if you were been, you know, saving and saving and saving, you're going to go on a Kodiak bear hunt this Mm -hmm. year and you're going to go get yourself a monster Kodiak bear. Would you probably still do it if you could, right? You got the money, you've done this. That's something like I'm not going to – that's something that I'm going to have to go fly to Kodiak. I'm going to – even if, you know, let's say no COVID, this is normal. I have to fly right. to Kodiak. Right, right, right. I've got to have some place to stay in Kodiak. I can't fly overnight or hunt overnight, so i got to stay there at least a day. I have all my hunting gear. I have all my guns. I have all my stuff that has to go in certain containers that is being touched by multiple people to go out on a, a, a bear hunt. That is not a out-of-state hunter bear hunt. Right. Correct. So there are travel things in the state. We are a big enough state where guys will go do those things. We do. We're Alaskans. We do that. Right. You and I don't do it because we're broke and can't afford it. Dan, Dan has his own boat and has, you know, but there are a lot of people in the state that do that. I have a friend that every year they go way back over Susitna to go spring bear hunting. You know, there's some stuff and travel that goes into that. There are guys that, we'll pay somebody to fly them back over into the, you know, certain part of Alaska to go drop off and do a spring bear hunt. That's a big thing out here because you can't just do it from a road. So even though we have, you know, we're, we're trying to keep people from coming up and do this. And yeah, we've kind of fixed that with the 14 day quarantine. There's still people in this state that will pay to do that. So as the fishing game directors, just say, let's cut that out. We don't want people, you know, handling gear, moving bags around all these little, charter planes hopping around let's cut that out let's say no spring bear hunting now we don't like that because we are the guys who don't do that we do spring bear hunting responsibly we're not you know getting around a whole bunch of people we're doing this as safely as we can but you can't charter and cater to the one percenters here you got to charter the lowest common denominator and that's what they did so yeah it sucked and Thank goodness it did get rescinded. It's a little bit of a, okay, you can do it privately, but you can't do charters. You can't do, uh, not charters, but uh, guides. You can't do all that kind of stuff. Was so, that the final ruling? You can't do outfitted hunts? I, right, I think that's how it 
how it came out. Yeah. Yeah, because like for example, if you're in a, I don't think it says I don't think it's an outfitted hunt is the way it's worded, but you're not allowed to get in a plane with somebody else without having the distancing. So if you're yeah. going to some of these most of these remote camps you can't fly a big enough bird in there to keep your six foot distance. And that's what causes yeah. you to say no. Now, if you own the plane and, or your family owns the plane and you're with always within six feet anyways, then you're allowed to do it. No big deal. Because obviously you're already, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like you're, it's you're kind of like, like your boat, like, right. right. You know, they don't want you to take a whole bunch of random people out on your boat, but you and your family can go. So, which does this, bring up know, an interesting question, which does, mm-hmm. bring up, I know, that there are guides that are, you know, when I say charters that are going out of Homer right now, still to this moment, mm-hmm. that, you know, you throw a six pack on and go charter a, you know, a winter king, spring king tr- uh, trip. Mm-hmm. So well, how, they, is that, how is that any different than going and bear hunting? Other than you well, come back to the point of origin. They delayed the, uh, the winter king derby in Homer. So there's right. things that they're like the city are doing to, Sure. to hold that off i honestly haven't looked into an, enough into the the charters for that yeah. at all honestly if this stays nasty through april they i suspect they will be shutting down the charters mm-hmm. and, and quite possibly up. quite possibly the commercial guys i don't know if you mm-hmm. saw the article about um what dillingham and dutch harbor you know yeah. dutch harbor has like 80 year round residents or a hundred no 300 it's not and very it, big yeah it, and no. it goes to like 1500 in the summer with all the fishermen they're all out of staters well yeah. so interesting they don't want a lot of them in. a lot of them also are out of country they come yeah, the, in the, from the, right. from africa or uh philippines or philippines yeah all yeah. these other places oh, that they're brought up here it's and, funny and washington yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you'll see them. You'll see these guys come up, and they'll be very, very foreign, like very, very broken English. You can tell these guys are not, you, you know, from the United States. Most of their paperwork says they're not from the United States, but their their uh, their their address is like Washington or Oregon or so. The company they're working for will give them a residence, quote unquote, down in someplace else, you know, around where wherever their company is from to to kind of help give them a uh, a basis for employment that's a whole nother yeah it's a whole other ball of wax but <laughs> so, yeah there it's but, it's definitely gonna affect things i mean it's affecting everything up here i mean this virus and the whole reaction to it good or mm-hmm. bad is it's 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 affecting every every walk of life really it really is sure uh which is you I know mean, it's, it's i can see different. this I can see this starting to push. If it goes longer, I can see them starting to to look at closing rivers down. So officially, what I'm so since I work in the hospital, I got a little what you might call inside intel. It's nothing all that inside about it because they're using the state's projections and things like that. They predict yeah. that we'll peak between like about the 15th of April plus or minus and like the 26th of April. Yeah. So they're really expecting this to kind of pick up, peak end of the towards the end of the month, and then we roll off. And, you know, so sometime by the end of you know, mid-May, we should, in theory, be able to release ourselves back to the wild. But again, you yeah, know, I'm not, getting, I, I, I'm not sure about that. Um, one data point I've got is we're not going back to work till after 1st of July. So they've already wow. made that commitment that we're out for 90 days working mm-hmm. from home. And I, yeah. I can see that as far as, okay, yeah, we're going to kind of lift this quarantine thing, but we don't want to just all of a sudden have hundreds and thousands of people piled up on a riverbank coughing and sneezing on each other, you know? Right. So let's, let's keep this as distance as we can through this summer. And that's going to be an interesting thing as we go through the summer. What right. are there- so, and the governor's already mandated that as healthcare organizations, so we don't do elective procedures uh, and elective is or non-emergent procedure. I think yeah. the way it's worded elective and non-emergent. So essentially if you need a life-saving, you know, heart surgery they're going to give it to you but if you need to have your colonoscopy you ain't getting it um and so they are that's like the 17th or 19th of june like it's mid-june before we're allowed to fire back up as a hospital so that's as of now that's as of now and one thing i did notice uh i don't remember i think it was uh mayor berkowitz was talking about he has a hunker down order as long as he legally can put it out right now Right. So, and he expects he's like, I expect to actually extend this as soon as legally I can right. under these certain mandates. So now I believe now the governor has the I believe has the authority to say indefinite. 
Yeah, he's but, done that on a couple of things. But yeah, but yeah, I could see I could see our our mayor doing that where he says we're gonna just extend it and you know you, mm-hmm. you go to his the next legal point and you kick it down. Now the nice thing is yep. is telling that now of just expect this to come, so there's not a big surprise, which I think would frustrate more. But if you keep on saying sure, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, and then you do it, it just lands better. Yep. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how the summer goes. Hopefully, well, like I think. Go ahead. I think about dip netting. Like it's mid July and you're trying to dip net. I mean, you're elbow to bow with everybody on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Be, but if we're all struggling and trying to find something, why is your elbow by his butthole? Yeah, how are you fishing? <laughs> well, very close to other people, unfortunately. That's usually how I catch my fish. I try at least do elbow to elbow. Uh, I try and steer clear of the butthole. Well, you know, whatever it takes to get your spot, I guess. I, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, but my I think point, that's my how point you is, end I can up smell keeping they... your space really, really clear. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, and you know, sometimes you can smell when they fart. So I'm not into, you know, that's just too close. But that seems to be the way the combat fishing is around here some days. Yeah, and that's why for me, I don't like that. Like, I will go dip netting just because I get my fish, and yeah, it's it's you simple. spend a, a couple days, and that's it. And then I stay well away from all those people. It's a whack and stack. It's not a not a let's go enjoy the great outdoors. That's just a let's fill the freezer. Right. That's my fishing. It isn't six foot apart. It's six miles apart. <laughs> well, but you also True. pull them in at about fifty, sixty pounds at a time too. But who's counting? <laughs> Different Super. way to fish. Yeah. Mm. You know, when they talked or we started first talking about maybe the fishing being closed or boating being closed, the movie came out a few years ago, Catch Me If You Can, mm-hmm. came, came to mind. <laughs> Not that I'm advocating <laughs> breaking any laws. I'm just saying that's what came to mind. Yeah, so my buddy actually looked into uh, – he was he's so desperate to go fishing. He, there's a boat launch that's uh, private that they didn't – it didn't shut down. They couldn't shut down legally. Somehow there's one on tongue out in tongue point, Washington. They can get out on the river with. And he's like, if I ran up there and I threw an extra 30 gallons of gas in my boat, I could go halibut fishing. And I went, okay. He goes, and that's why they shut the ocean down. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'd go. I'm like, I know you would. <laughs> yeah. You'd make a long day mm-hmm. of it. Hmm. Well, I hope yeah, they don't like, shut it down before the 15th because I'm leaving on the 15th. Yeah. So interesting. Uh, so interestingly enough, so I have, I have mixed emotions on this. So I mean, being a healthcare provider, so because I see the good and the bad. So if we have the pandemic roll through places like Whittier, it's a small community. I mean, it could mm-hmm. really be wiped out really fast. Valdez, the same kind of thing, but Valdez has a hospital. Man, um, barely. <laughs> Uh, you say barely, but they've got ICU capability. Now, don't get me wrong. You, you overrun that little. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Okay, look. It is not ICU capability like the they, lower 48. They've medevaced a dude because he had cellulitis in his foot. So there's <laughs> full disclosure. Medicine within Alaska is <laughs> apolitical. And B, it's a bunch of we don't want to deal with this joker because he's a whiny little you know what? And so we're going to medevac him to prov or to regional because we can, and they can't say no because it's a higher level of care. See, all the doctor has to say is if this guy's whining, right? So say you're out there and you're just whining and all oh, my foot and all, you know, and they know you and they know that you're going to whine and make it really, really miserable on the staff. This is all the doctor has to say. Yeah. I mean, I know it sounds like it's just some cellulitis, but I'm really concerned that there's uh, vasculitis and, Ah, we just don't really don't have the capabilities to properly care for this patient. And that's all they have to say. I don't feel that they have the, we have the proper capabilities. And now the ER doctor is like, okay, I have to accept the patient. So there's certain keywords. That's that's the way this is played. And yes, I agree with you. I have seen some crazy nutty transfers, but still, you show up at, you show up in Valdez with suspected COVID. They're sending you to Anchorage in a heartbeat. So I do know some outlying hospitals that have tried and the answer is no. Well, and yeah, but like I said, they're going to send you, they're going to try. They're going to try. So they're, they're not. They, yeah. Eventually that'll come in. Yeah. But anyway, say, say, um, but they, that's the, a whole nother. Yeah. The, the whole nother thing. But my point is, is I could see them potentially closing down Whittier just because it is a small town without a hospital, but I doubt they closed down Valdez. Well, the other big thing about Whittier is, is, you know, okay. Valdez, People are spread out where they live. You right. have a town that's fairly. It's a know, town. It's a regular it's, town. 
yeah, people are they live on the outlines of it, and they're not in Whittier. They live in one freaking tower. Yeah, that that old like, military tower. Everyone lives in TV tower. That's what we used to call it in the on the ambulances. <laughs> <laughs> just you walk in there and you just feel sterile. Not sterile. You feel like that. Oh, this the is place just, is crawling. Yeah, just. It's, it's an it old military barracks. Like it's, it is. And yeah. so you have Grocery something like that. Uh, maybe third. I can't remember. It's second been a third floor. Yeah, it's been a little bit, but yeah. I want to say the little uh, clinic is on the seventh, but anyway. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you have something like this that's that transmittable. Go through Whittier. You could have hurt. an issue. Yeah. You know, and all of a sudden things are starting to close because – everyone's sick versus okay we're going to close these down and limit access to try and keep this from coming into Whittier but uh so I know I threw this at you guys a little bit ago um I was doing some thinking on this whole uh like especially when before we heard that they were going to reopen the bears stuff right Mm -hmm. um so let me get to the right thing here so let me read this to you huh love technology hate technology Right, pretty much. So this is uh, this is from Leviticus twenty-five. So this is twenty-five, basically uh, three through whatever. Uh, God spoke to Moses at Mount Sinai. Spoke to the pe- speak to the people of Israel. Tell them that you, when you enter the land which I am giving to you, the land will observe a Sabbath to God. Sow your fields. Prune your vineyards and take of your harvest for six years. But the seventh year, the land will take a Sabbath of complete and total rest. Um, man, I kept thinking about this whole thing of like, how do we rest our resources? Yeah. Right. You know, Dan, you go, you do shrimping and they, they mandate that on the shrimping fields. You know, there's what two open areas and one is rested every year. Uh, there's right. three areas and the commercial guys can only hit one of those areas. So it's one. Okay. Yeah. So, so every area gets a two year rest, but how do we implement that? We really don't implement that in this. When we think about our natural resources, we think about, I got to fill my freezer. I got to take an animal. I got to get out and hunt. I got to get these in. I got, I have to take, 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 you know, and the classic like aha moment for me was Kenai river Kings we have plundered a resource so heavily over the last 20 years that that resource is almost gone where they have the emergency order, shut it down where you're not allowed to take a King out of there because they're almost gone. So, you know, it, it opens it up for me for a bigger, dis- a bigger discussion than just like what I take. And that's kind of where my, my brain went is that part of it goes to what am I doing on a daily basis? So, for example, when I take a, you know, I'm allowed 75 fish on the on the uh, Kenai for dip netting, right? And sure. I need 50 fish approximately, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. Do I take the 75? You know what I mean? So are you, A, are you taking what you need? And then B, the other question is, is how are you taking care of that fish? So like, okay, so I take the fish home, I'm cleaning it, I'm packaging it in such a way and I'm doing my best such that I don't end up with... 30 fish freezer burnt in the bottom of my freezer. Mm-hmm. And so I end up throwing those fish away. True. That makes sense. So A, it's what am I doing to care for the before on the first hand? But two, am I always going back to the same well? So for example, yeah. so like, you know, so like they talks about the field. So if I go and I plow a field over and over and I plow the same field for six years in a row and then on the seventh year I let it rest. Didn't say I can't go to the field B. I can't have seven fields and rotate my field. No. No. So what I'm saying, um, yeah. So what I'm saying um, is, is that is that you can just is that what do we do to say you know what I'm just not going to go after X. Or I'm not going to go after Y. I'm going to let that rest. I'm going to let my stand rest. I'm going to let that rest and do something else. Yet we tend to not do that though. Oh, agreed. As Americans, we also don't take our uh, vacation time. We're huh? horrible about it. Yeah. You know. So as far as our and our natural resources up here, Alaska, we're blessed. Man, it is. King salmon are like the one species up here that we're like, okay, yeah, we're having issues with that. That's, I mean, really the, the, the only one that I can point to and say, mm, yeah, that's an, an, an thing that we need to do some work on. Well, that, and we're also, we're also having a problem with the clams, the razor clams. 
on the east side of the Cook Inlet? I'm pretty sure that's because they're having some nastiness in them. They're getting some uh, bacteria and stuff in them that's not healthy. Mm. Right. So it might, it might salmonella and some stuff like that. Anyway. Yeah, you know, the thing with the fishing, especially the kings, it's not us guys that can catch one a day that's caused this problem. Hmm. It's the commercial industry that takes 150,000 tons of fish out sure. of the ocean every year. <clears throat> They're the ones with the money. So it'll be really interesting to see if they do uh, shut them down hmm. versus just the sport fishermen because we're such a small percentage of the take. Yeah, um, up here in Alaska, you know, and I 100% agree with this, especially with fish is it's not an Alaskan resource. It is a national resource. Those fish go out in the ocean and they travel all over the globe and then come back to us. It's not just us. And right. it's a huge market. You know, that is a huge part of our economy. But I can't help but think God is in all of this is kind of saying he's already forced us to slow down. <laughs> You know, some right. of you may say, no, I'm not slowing down, but in reality, we're at home. You don't have to travel. You don't, well, some of us, Dave's essential. <laughs> essential yeah, work well, work yeah, work essential. Work, work, work. Yeah, the, yeah, that's not necessarily a badge of honor these days, but. Yeah, I know. But, uh, but uh, you know, but you're right, Brandon. I mean, like, for example, I mean, you know, funny part is like when the first thing when I heard about the whole, we're closing the, uh, you are closing the breweries and the. Mm-hmm. Uh, the restaurants and all that. First thing I thought is, man, I want a burger and a beer down at Matanuska Brewing. Yeah. Like, I want to go to the brew house, just have a beer or a Coke and sit down with my buddy and have a burger and have a good time and sit down and chat. And it's even mm-hmm. affected, like, even right now, like, we would normally sit down and podcast around a table and we'd all be within arm's length of each other. Yeah. And now here we are, we're on a video chat because we're trying to do our part. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it has slowed us down. Um, yes, it, I think it has changed things. It does make you realize what's important. I think it's, it's good because we can actually take that breath and go, what really is important? Mm. What really is essential? What really needs to be done? So the honeydew list has to get done, but yeah. Yeah. And I I know I have not, I'm never, have never been good at truly Sabbathing, really taking that time to spend thinking about my creator, thinking about, you know, where I'm at in that walk, all that kind of stuff that I just kind of, I get too busy to do, right? Uh, yeah. I always find something else to do, some other project, some other whatever to interfere with that. Um, even simple stuff like, you know, making a budget, you know, how easy was it? It took us, me and my wife, three days to write out a budget because we kept finding or ignoring it because we had other things, quote unquote, that were more important at the time. In reality, they weren't, but we just we cho- chose it, ch- chose not to. So. You know, here we are in this this spot where God has kind of said, all right, stop. You know, we – and think about it. Think about where you're at. So what did we do? God, I can't wait to go bear hunting and get out where I don't have to think about this. <laughs> right? Um, well, but part of it too is is that we're also – I mean, in, in a little bit of defense. I mean, right now we are two weeks into our quarantine up here in Alaska or I shouldn't say in Alaska, in Anchorage, in the Muni. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we're about two weeks in now. Sure. Um, so part of that is, is that came out on day 10. So some of us have been sitting around, like finally resting a little bit. We're looking forward to certain things. Also too, is it for some of us, they're going out and enjoying God's creation to go out and do those things in creation. It's not simply oh, about yeah. taking the bear as it is. Hey, I want to go out. Like for us, we know we're going to have to go out four wheel. We're going to have to go out and choose a spot, put up our stand. And yes, there's work involved there, but there's also just spending time in the woods and enjoying what God created. No, I, I agree with that. Um, I just, again, I kind of wonder if we're, we're not really tuning into what God's trying to tell us right now. So he keeps throwing stuff at us like, no, you're still not really listening. You're still really not there. Like I'm sure the Israelites thought, you know, throughout history, they, they were God's chosen people. They knew what they were doing. They were, so we can look back on it and go, no, you guys were being stupid. You know, when they walked up to, to uh, the promised land and they saw these, you know, the giants and all this stuff. Yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I'm trying to figure out if that was in my house or. I don't know. It wasn't here. It was over there because I heard it here. So anyway. Technology. Um, yeah. So they walk into the, up to the promised land and 
they see the giants and the castles and they say, there's no way we can do this. You know, we know our, our limits. We know our capabilities. We can't do this. And they turn and walk away. And God said, no, you did that wrong. I think it's Dan's boiler or thing. Is that coming across? Yeah, yeah. it's all right. Now we know what it is. I can ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it, Dan. I can fix it. Oh, we're With fixing things in the garage. <laughs> yeah. It is now shut off. <laughs> so, right. So, you know, here we are in a very unique spot where, you know, we think we've been, we've been doing this for two weeks. Oh, wow. You know? Oh yeah. That's that. I mean, for us, it feels like, especially guys that are constantly on the move, that feels like an eternity. Oh and well, yeah. We've been sitting all winter here waiting for, and remember too, for me in particular, I mean, I'm not trying to make, I am, okay, I am making an excuse here, but remember I had the vertigo thing. So like that happened right before all this. So yeah. like I've been laid up all, all March. <laughs> yeah. No, out. yeah. So, yeah. but still again, oh, you sir. look at, I look at this as like, oh, you know, God, we've been doing this for two weeks. Okay. You know, it's time for us to keep moving, get back to what we were doing. And God goes really only two weeks. You know, it's like you take your kid and you say, okay, I need you to sit there and read a, a read your book. I don't know how many of you guys are having your kids, you know, reading at home because there's no school night. right now. Every it's night. like, okay, go read. And they sit there and go, I did. How long did you read? Forever. That was like a minute and a half, you know, like, but it was so long. And you go, no, it wasn't. You know, God's looking at us going, you still don't get it. It's still only a minute, guys. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> right? So. Uh, I I think that, you know, slowing down on our what we're taking from the state is going to be really good for it this year, though. Oh, I will disagree with that. I mean, like you see the positive benefits of, you know, the the scans from space uh, with like the Wuhan area. What was done when all those folks were in quarantine, the amount of pollution. Mm. They're showing the same thing out of Europe as far as air pollution quality. I've seen photos of the dolphins returning to the Venice, Italy area. Uh, there's also pictures. I don't know if you've seen the pictures of LA. Normally, have you guys ever, you guys both been in LA before? Yeah, I about mm-hmm. puked when I rolled down a window. Yeah, so you come in. It's first of all, you 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 get that smell, and then it tastes like a litter box. Mm. Not that I've actually eaten a litter box, but that's what I imagine kind of tastes and smells like. I mean, you know, elbows and buttholes and tasting. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know about you, man. <laughs> Be a fun you, yeah. bear camp. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> My euphemisms are great, yes. But they're showing pictures where it was like brown, dirty, nasty. It kind of looked like somebody sharded all over the stinking city. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now they're showing blue skies. I mean, you see the clouds still. And there's bluer yeah. skies that are breaking through. And so you kind of go, there is a point of, hey, how much of this go, go, go are we actually causing You know, detriment to our environment? I mean, I'm not the biggest tree hugger, environmental liberal type out there, but there is value in saying, you know what, we're just not going to continue to take all the time. We're just going to slow down. And by doing these things, we're reducing the load and the amount of how hard you're pushing the whole system that we call earth. Yeah. That's not, you know, you look at, I look at the, uh, uh, like the, the great depression area with like the dust bowl and these guys were pushing and pushing and pushing. And they were so afraid that they needed to, you know, cause depression was from what, 20, 1929 to, really 34 32, to like, 33 yeah, th- oh yeah, yeah. Th- excuse me, 33 it was really so it started in 29 33 yeah. was kind of 33 to like 38 39 was kind of like yeah. a really bad year because the dust bowl was from 30 to 39 36 somewhere in there so Something it was like, like that. the depression happened and you know these farmers all of a sudden just go into overtime i'm sure they're thinking i gotta i, I you know this is coming i gotta push 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 and they basically ruined their their whole crops and everything because they just kept going 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 and then things dried up right instead of you know how much would that have would it have changed at all if they had kind of let things relax a little bit good question right i i mean i see i mean I've seen a lot of numbers that have been thrown around with this COVID-19 thing where about the unemployment that's coming our way. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's a fact sure. of life is, is that we've fundamentally changed things and we've stopped our economy. So people are losing jobs. How yep. many is the, is the great debate right now within the, the economic circles? I've heard as little as 10 to 15% unemployment rate to as much as 33%. 
So that's, I mean, my point is, it depends where you're at. I agree. It depends on where you're at. depends on what industry you're in, all those kinds of things. But my point is with that is how much of this also is not just slowing down, taking care of the earth, but slowing down, taking care of our fellow man. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because as we slow down, we see, Hey, I don't, that's not essential, but what is really essential is taking care of my fellow man. Mm. Yeah. Cause I mean, you know, cause as we go along here, I think about things like, okay, I'm blessed as being a nurse that I'll probably keep my job. Um, there's always a chance that you can lose a job. I mean, if Providence or regional or AMC, the local hospitals don't make money, you know, they can't keep their bills on. They're going to lay nurses off because they don't have patients. However, my chances are lower than the average guy. Yeah. When I go out and I take a animal, do I, where does that, where does that bear go? Let's just say, let's just say I take a bear at hundred pounds of bear meat in my freezer. Mm-hmm. Where does that bear go? I usually keep most of that bear meat for myself or mm. deer meat or whatever, right? I mean, yeah, we'll give okay. a little bit away to close friends, but do we yeah. really say, Hey, I know that Joe down the street, really, he could use a half a bear right now. Walk down and say, you know what? I have this packaged bear and say, yeah, you may not be a biggest bear fan, mm. but here's some free meat for you. God bless. Yeah. Just to help him out because now by freeing up his red meat bill, he can now pay for other things for his kids. He can now maybe pay his mortgage, maybe, you know, sure. do those little things that maybe gets him back on his feet. Hmm. Yeah. And so you know, be in the church. So rather than just talking about being, you know, doing churchy things and going down and worshiping God, which is all good. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with going to church and corporate worship, but being the church. Well, I think we've gotten so used to the church being a corporate worship place. And there's, I think that's really why there's so many people that have a problem with the church, quote unquote, is because it's like this religious thing that you know, has all these rules and then they, everyone leaves and you don't do anything from there. You know, this whole th- COVID thing has really changed what the church looks like. Well, right. where we're supposed to be. I mean, I'm sure you guys probably say the same thing. I've never seen an empty, I mean, I've seen an empty church, obviously, that was you know closed down, but I have not seen, I will, this will be the first Easter that I ever see where there's going to be closed churches everywhere. Sure. But again, I as think far as the people, building. yeah, and that's the thing is everyone in this sees this as the, the building is the church versus, man, we had last Sunday online just for our congregation, we had 10,000 people watch it. Wow. Right? Like. That's huge. You don't see that in a building, even with a building with a you know a YouTube following. It just or a, a Facebook following. People just don't spend that. There's not that many people that watch it. So, yeah. Ah. So yeah, I think I think uh, I'm very interested to see how this goes because I mean that's where one of my first thoughts with was this is, man, if we're not allowed to go bear hunting, we're not allowed to go shrimping or halibut fishing or whatever we want to do that we think we have a right to do that we have a uh you know this is my thing what's it gonna be like next year you know you let all those bears with no pressure out there for a year what does that do for next year means a lot more bears and a lot less moose unfortunately probably but i mean in the short term yeah you're absolutely right dan i mean but when it comes to overall i mean like if you let if you literally said no fishing this year no salmon fishing let's just say mm-hmm. okay yeah. no sam no salmon fishing this year you wouldn't reap the benefits of this year for between depending on the species three and five years out yeah because you know they come up this year they spawn and then it takes that um, that amount of time for yep. them to come back so in three to five years what sure. would that look like yep i mean it's it's one of those things and we see fish counts that are super low or like last year where we had just killer fish counts. I mean, the reds coming through the Kasilov and like the Russian were just phenomenal Huge. last year. Yep. And you can't look at the ocean conditions last year and go, well, there's your problem. No, you need to look back over the last, you know, four years and say, what was yeah. going on early on that made these fish survive? Yeah, it's amazing how all this stuff has these multi-year cycles except us. We don't look at it that way. Well, yeah, as you say, you know, you think about it, you know, you talk about taking a sabbatical. I mean, you know, I mean, you think about like teachers, they, I mean, they're probably the best ones about doing sabbaticals in the sense that every year they get a two month, used to be three, depending on the school district, blah, blah, blah. But they get a sabbatical where they actually get the summers off and just take that time off to do 
Dude, I think I need more than that if I spent that much time with kids. That many kids. Well, I would disagree with you. I might might start off the day with a baseball bat, but. (laughs) Oh, dude, that would not be good. I'd I'd be in the news like day two. (laughs) Take take you that long by lunch. Well, that's how long it would take to get to the news. Oh, that's okay. I'd be in trouble by lunch. (laughs) (laughs) So. But I mean. But, I mean, like, even, like, within our own jobs, I mean, how many of us really go and take the time? I mean, like, you're afforded – like, I'm afforded certain number of hours because I'm an hourly employee. So, I'm afforded a certain number of hours that I can utilize every year to just take time off. Do we really even utilize our time off? And there's actually studies out there that say that it takes eight days to fully relax and unwind. Sure. Yeah. Yep. So – with that, it's like we in America, we're trying to do like long weekends. Like, oh, I'll just take a long weekend here and a long weekend there. It doesn't really allow you to relax. So, no, not at all. In fact, sometimes a long weekend really just keeps you all wound up because <laughs> you you know you can't really relax. You're still thinking about what you're going back to, and you just keep thinking, I don't have time to do what I really want to do because, you know. or I can get this done if I pack it in really fast. Yeah. Because yeah, you only have three I, days, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so you try and push, and you say, "Look, if I did, the, if I do this, 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 and this, I could squeeze all this in there. If all this goes just right, and I push so hard." Versus just saying, "Look, I can just go do this little thing and really enjoy the snot out of it." Yeah, because you know, Alaska summers basically that's a, that's a problem. So it's, go, it's go time. <laughs> yeah. Dude, there is one one when I was working on the the ambulances doing Kelly shifts. So you have four days off in a row. Got off shift, drove to Homer, which is what six hours. Um, got on our buddy's boat. He picked us up, and we cruise. So that starts at nine a.m. By the way, nine a.m. You're off work. So nine a.m. Cruise to Homer. Uh, he picked us up. We went out into a little place called Bear Cove. Uh, tried to do a little bear hunt, uh, and then. That next, it only ended up being an overnighter. We only spent one one night and a day out there. Went around looking for bears a little bit. Didn't see anything. Came back, got back to the boat launch, the you know harbor at Whittier, at midnight that next day. So that's day two. Homer, Homer, yeah. What did I say? Oh, Whittier. Whittier, Homer. Whittier, Whittier is really the same five, thing. Uh, hour and five. Drink <laughs> <laughs> bunny if you hit that uh, tunnel just right. Right. Uh, so and then. Uh, at midnight, we turned and headed for Anchorage, drove all the way back to Anchorage, got the rafts, turned around, drove down to the Kenai, floated the Kenai, spent the night on the Kenai, and came back up for our work softball game that last night before we had to be at work the next morning. And how wrecked were you at work? Uh, I don't remember, but... <laughs> <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Because, I mean, and that's it, but... <laughs> They were, that that was a very uh, that put some strain on the relationship that that weekend, <laughs> you know. And like you said, like we cram all this stuff in there, and really, how is that? It's not really boding well for a either us or b our families at all. But we feel like we have to. It's all that that whole Sabbath thought. We don't rest. We don't rest well. It's hard to do, especially up here in the summertime. It's mm. just hard to do. But, you know, but many Alaskans rest in the wilderness. So I'm glad that the governor rescinded his order and kind of clarified a little bit more. I, he didn't do a full rescind. They kind of clarified. I think it was probably the better terminology to yeah. use. Um, and, again, the bigger part that frustrated me the most about it was not so much that they said is, – is not so much that they said, look, we're turning off the – we want everybody to stay in place, don't hunt, don't fish, don't camp, don't, you know, don't hike, don't four-wheel, which would be frustrating. Don't hear me wrong. I'd be, I'd be upset about that. But the fact they singled out bear hunting, and they still said you can go out four-wheeling and you can still go fish. Yeah, and that's just the only hunting that was there. So, And remember, that order didn't come right. from the governor. It came from the, the director of fish and wildlife. Right. He doesn't control anything else. He just controls fish and wildlife, which – is hunting so the only thing that's available at this point in time he's looking at what's coming down my pipe bear hunting i don't have to worry about fishing that's you know mid end of june well no he does have to worry about fishing because think about this way they say don't do anything go sit around and yet a lot of guys are still out ice fishing a lot of guys as the everything starts to break yeah um 
So, but right. But on you ice don't fishing, normally take. You, you don't. I, again, I look at this as they're trying to keep that travel down. Right. Right. I understand what you're saying, but what I'm saying is so, that it's it, it's the principles. You have to be. It's it's a principled thing. If you're shut it all. If you're shut down all wildlife, all hunting and fishing activities, that's one conversation. If you're just singling something out, there's a problem. I don't, I don't think they were singling it out just because they're like, I'm going to piss Dave off. They were looking at no. it from a different view that we just don't see is really what I think. And I don't know. I, I, I have a hard time coming at somebody that hard without being in the room. Now, if I was sitting there and they said, here's why we're doing this. And I say, really? Because what about these things? And they're like, ah, we don't care. We're just going to single this out and do this one thing. Then I'd have a problem with it. But without me being in the room, it's really hard for me to say one way or the other because I don't know what the conversation was. Right. I won't disagree with that at a certain level. But I, will still I don't, think, was they, a, I don't think they knew what the conversation was because they <laughs> changed it within 24 hours. Well, so what I, from what I understand is that they did on Facebook a change.org thing where the people, I mean, there were some people, that, I mean, I did personally did not sign it. I did not call the governor's office. I didn't do any of that. I mean, I do think that you need to, if you get really upset and you're really passionate about something, give it a solid 72 hours to think about it. So if you really, I mean, you're frustrated, you're upset, just take, take, take at least a day, preferably two or three, where you just sit down and kind of let things settle and kind of go, what, are, what, what am I really upset about? Start kind of lining it out so that you can have a logical argument when you talk to these folks. And I never called, uh, but I guess they had like on this petition, they had over 8,000 Alaskans on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at ice fishing, you look at that kind of stuff. I, I could see them limiting lakeside fishing if it was open, but it's not, you can get more than six feet away ice fishing. And most people do. Right. But as I say, but this, you don't, this order went out through the end of May. So it's one of those things of you're going that far, that deep. You kind of, you see what I'm saying? They could could very easily do for fishing as these lakes start breaking up. And if we still are in this, they could say, okay, no, we're not going to go stand shoulder to shoulder around a lake because that's just not a good idea. Oh, I agree. It's not a good idea. And I do think that the social distancing is probably the biggest thing we can do to stop the spread of this virus other than wash your hands. Did we mention wash your hands? Yeah. We should probably wash our hands. So, but yeah, I'm, I don't know. I look, I looked at that order as as Dan's (laughs) sniffling and rubbing his eye. Jeez. (laughs) So, so again, being a healthcare professional and because I get put on hold a lot while I'm trying to do things, I was looking up hand hygiene statistics. And how many people actually wash their hands? So it's they did like ridiculously a, low, isn't it? It's stupid low, like less than fifty. Yeah. But women are more likely to wash their hands after using the bathroom than men. And the busier the bathroom, the more likely you are to actually wash your hands. The more likely? Yes. So here's the deal. Oh. So so if you're in a bathroom by yourself, because they so what they did is they took a door sensor to see how many times people went in and out. <laughs> And how many mm-hmm. times the soap dispenser was pushed? You know, because they put a little microchip in there, right? So sure. they could kind of get like a number. And so you do it over like you know ten thousand iterations, and you can kind of figure out that's probably a pretty good number. And so what they found is that you uh, is that if there was in a public restroom, like say take an airport for example, right? And there's a lot of people floating around. You were more likely to use it than if it was a single, you know, like you, nobody could watch you. Hmm. And that they also tracked the number of times the the faucet came on. So they would even go to the point of, you know, those people that you see, and we've all seen them where the guy, he, you know, he goes to the bathroom and then he does a little splish splish under there and then kind of runs over like halfway and doesn't really get any soap. And they're going, you didn't put a soap in your hands, dude. Like, and so they actually track that as well. So the huh. busier they are, the more likely you are to do a complete hand wash uh, versus actually just like faking it, if you will. Interesting. Think about that next time you grab that shopping cart, regardless um, of COVID. <laughs> I'm going to think of it the next time I go use a public restroom and think about it. Like, am I actually doing this or am I skipping out or am I? Hmm. Cause I never really thought about it. Right. I don't really you know, keep a mental track of like the bathroom routine. I'm more thinking about what's coming up next. Right. But this is just one of those interesting things that, Hey, you know what? Your tax dollars at work. Yeah, right? How many times do you wash after you flush? I mean, you know, huh? <laughs> But Jeez. do you wash your hands when you're in the woods? It depends. 
Depends on if there's a river nearby and they're exactly. dirty. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But you get my point. Like depends on what's on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've definitely done the dirt wash. Yeah. Just rub but, a whole bunch of dirt over them and dust it off on your pants and off we go. Yeah. Off you go. You gotta do what you gotta do. Yep. But, but yeah, this COVID thing's definitely it's changing things. I we're gonna come out of it a different. We're gonna be be a different nation than when we walked into it. Oh yeah, in some ways good, some ways bad. Um, but it's uh, it's gonna be interesting. Dude, I keep getting whiffs of hair, burnt hair. Ugh. Well, if you didn't so, light light your beard on fire earlier, so, <laughs> yeah, say, I, so, that. I was I was playing around with a. Uh, you know, it's still just doing some work in the garage, getting some stuff cleaned and sorted out and all that junk, right? So He was playing around um, the garage. Got it. Yeah. And uh, I pulled out one, a, a big metal, like, air compressor that I was going to turn into a forge a long time ago. That, you know, half project that never got done. So I was tinkering with that, doing some welding. I'm like, eh, okay, this isn't going to work really with what I want. And chuck that. Next thing I pulled out was a, like, a, a paint can. What do you use to melt metal? Uh crucible no the the thing crucible sits in it's the it's not a kiln it's another word it's the thing where fire comes out yeah anyway no it's not smelter it's something maybe anyway anyway so it's you know it's a it's a paint can lined with you know a a mortar so it doesn't conduct a non-conducting mortar and i got a hole in the side of it so i can blast my torch in there and you put your crucible in the middle of it and it heats everything up, right? Well, the torch head I had apparently has a nice little leak around it. It's had been bent and I didn't realize this. So I light this thing up. And as I'm looking at this thing going, all right, all of a sudden from this, you know, the, the side of the, the, uh, the kiln all of a sudden just boom, the explosion of gas <laughs> and propane burning up and oh all right well let's uh take that out in the snow and dump that around a little bit throw that whole setup away and yeah so now and my then arms you smelled have, the hurt the oh i immediately hair. immediately i'm like oh i can feel that it's on my arm hmm. all right <laughs> so, and we wonder why women live longer than men <laughs> Well, it's kind of like yeah. when I brought the welder back to your place when it dumped out of the back of my tr- uh, back of the suburban. You know, I tried to catch it and ripped half my finger off. So you know, that's uh, true. Yep, yep. Well, boys, what else you got? Anything else out of this whole thing sticking with you, or something you want to add to this? Uh, you know, I still, even after what we've talked about, I'm still looking forward to getting out, and I'm still excited, and. Mm-hmm. I'm still uh, there's uh, there'll probably be a part of me that still itch until we get out the first time, um, just because it's been a long winter. It's actually Anchorage has had one of the coldest winters in a few years. I think they were saying it's been a while. It's, it's Dan, been a while. Dan, how long have you been up here? Uh, Eleven years. Eleven years. I mean, I grew up up here. So, Dave, you're like the th- like the the five year old of the group, the Alaskan five year old. Yeah, I mean, I've been up here four years. Four four yeah. winters. So, like, some of us have kind of like, all right, I see this coming. I get it. I've been through this before. And Dave's the, like, oh, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. Yeah, well, part of that is, too, is that <laughs> I'm used to it being 35. And, like, so when it starts to warm up at all, like, if it starts hitting 40 in, like, the Portland area, there's no snow on the ground. So you just start going. I mean, there's no waiting mm. for the snow to melt. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it's just, it's yeah. different. You know what I mean? Like, you just, yeah. we didn't have to bother waiting on the snow to melt. Like, Okay, it's warm enough now to be in a hoodie and go do our thing. Okay. Or is it 40 degrees here and there's still a good six foot of snow where we're going to put our bear stand? Right. Right. Well, this winter's been more of the typical average type winter. Oh, absolutely. 2008, when I moved up here, it was 20 below in November for two weeks. Yep. You know, and then we got two foot of snow, I think the first week in May. Yeah. Yeah, it was yep. wet. It melted off in a couple, three days. This is, it's been really hot up here for seven, eight years. It's been weird. Like growing up, it's been, man, you'd have four or five foot of snow and cold, cold temperatures throughout the middle of the winter, you know, and it's been different the last, like you said, what, five years, six years? Yeah. I mean, it, last year, 
New Year's, we got a little bit of snow, but I think the two before that, uh, New Year's Eve, it was raining. Yeah, which is just odd. You don't have that. Right. It's so weird. So, I mean, I remember growing up and see, having Chinooks come through, which is, you know, the, the warm right. wind. And it'd warm up and, you know, it you'd have a little bit of melt, but you never had rainy nastiness. No. So, we didn't move to Juneau. Exactly, right? Mm-hmm. So, now Juneau is... Always a sloppy mess. Yeah. Yep. I got some friends that moved. They grew up in Chugiak here and they moved to Juneau and that was an interesting shift for them. So, but so yeah, man, cool. All right, fellas. Well, I think, uh, I think we're going to wrap this one up, huh? Right on fellas. Right on. All right. Hit us up on uh, social media. We got Facebook and Instagram and uh, yeah. Leave us a little like on whatever uh, podcast platform you listen to us on so we can keep doing this. So, all right, boys, till next time. Adios. Um.